Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Off the Dome Sports Podcast, your favorite sports podcast where two and sometimes two. three, two sports lovers sit and give their hot takes. <gasps> Off the Dome. I am Redfish. And I am Mustang. cold one with the boys. And we are missing Rebo Hustle tonight. He decided to dress like a monkey in a suit and yeah. dipped on us. However, we are still here. We are still having fun. And we are still off the dome. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Or X. Artist formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> um, off the underscore dome pod. That's where we post all of our information when we're going live. Some stuff throughout the week, just, you know, keeping updated on the news. Uh, some clips from the show from the previous week. You can also hit us up on Facebook and, of course, follow the boys at The No, K-N-E-A-U-X, the only way to spell it. Shout out to the boys at The No, at B in the No, on the artist formerly known as Twitter. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much for following along. Don't forget, you can always watch live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. or you can go back and listen to us on the Spotify. The Spotify. The Spotify, indeed. Um, you know, last week we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Probably going to be similar this week. Yeah. Um, different roles, though. Different roles, for sure. Um, so, last time we started off with the good. Let's do that again. Yeah, why not? Saturday night in Death Valley. Soon the sun will reach the western sky and it'll be Saturday night in Death Valley. That's what they say. And uh, it was an exciting one, to say the least, in Tiger Stadium. LSU pulls out the win, 52-35, to 35, I believe was the mm-hmm. final score. Beat the spread. Um, and boy, oh boy. About half a point. <laughs> Jaden Daniels. What a night. Yeah. Uh, impeccable. I mean. Impeccable indeed. It's kind of like, I, and I told you so, but like, he's finally getting the recognition he deserves for Heisman. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it took this long. Ridiculous. The most prolific college offense we may ever see. And he's at the helm. The You want to know the best offense is this one? 2019 LSU. And even this one's arguably better. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the points and the yeah. point differentials. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I love our 2019 team. Undefeated, won the national championship. But I don't remember beating anybody 62 to nothing. Yeah. Like, th- this, t- if it wasn't for our defense being historically bad. Yeah, I was about to say, the only outlier between this team and 2019 is the defense. Yeah, that defense wasn't great, but it was sustainable. This one, absolutely unsustainable. Um, yeah. But Jaden Daniels, final stat line, 606 total yards of offense, <laughs> six total touchdowns, uh, 372 through the air, 234 on the ground. Uh, Are mean, you not entertained? Exactly. Like, dude was running like crazy, which we know he can do. And, I mean, when your quarterback's the fastest person on the field, you, that's that's a great look for your offense. But not only that. He could pass the ball, too. That's the thing about Jaden Daniels. Everybody's like, yeah, he's this dynamic athlete. He's great at running the ball, but he's improved so much as a passer yeah. that he is a threat no matter what he's doing at the quarterback position. In, in just less than a year, we saw a complete 360 from his not only his ability to run the ball, which has improved greatly, but his ability to stay in the pocket, stay composed, and go through his progressions. Yeah, he's, he's truly improving as... <clears throat> a pocket passer as well as an improviser and a scrambler. He is doing everything he needs to do for us to win games. 
Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, depending on what the defense offers us. Right. Um, so, I mean, defense wasn't great in this one. You sh- really shouldn't let up 35 points to that Florida offense, in my opinion. However, we come out with the win. That's what's important. Uh, beat them by 17, SEC game, always a fun atmosphere. And we hate Florida, so it feels we good do. to beat them. Yeah, we do hate Florida. It, it feels good to beat the Gators. We hit a lot of SEC teams. Very true. Notably. Notably. Bama and Florida. And a Say it. Say what? <laughs> uh, gotta love it. Can't legally? Legally. Uh, shout out to Soundman in the chat. Uh, Heisman odds. He is currently tied at second. I'm assuming that's what Michael Penix. Um, and then Bo Nix is the favorite at plus 100 for Heisman odds. I believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is right after them. Yeah. like I think I think that is the top four. Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels, and Marvin Harrison Jr., um, you know, usually you would think that a guy who's leading an undefeated team like Carson Beck, who is the Georgia quarterback, he would be the favorite. He's no, not that good. He stinks. J.J. McCarthy. Um, fun fact, Jaden Daniels rushed for more in one play than J.J. McCarthy threw for an entire four quarters. He had 60 passing yards in an entire game. But that's people's Heisman candidate. Wrong. No thanks. I'll, I'll pass. Uh, J.D. 5 is making his way up the boards and... He should be. Um, he's he's playing phenomenal football right now. A week after getting the crown of the helmet directly to the chin on what should have been a targeting call, and he comes out there after passing concussion protocol and then has the best game for a college quarterback of all time. Only one of its only one of its existence. Like no quarterback has ever had three fifty through the air and two hundred rushing in the same game, and Jaden Daniels had three seventy and two thirty. Um, so, we have to give him his flowers. Um, too bad Rebo's not here to um, try to bring us down because that's what he yeah, always yeah. does. Loves to be his Constantly. little Debbie Downer, negative Nancy, um, other negative words that have the same first letter as another <laughs> name after it. Um, but, unfortunately, he's not here to talk about how much he hates Jaden Daniels, so we will fortunately, only he's talk not here. Yeah. We will only talk good about him on this episode <laughs> of Off the Dome. Oh. Uh, so we go ahead beating Florida this week. We got Georgia State coming into town. Yeah. This better be another Army game. Correct. Um, now, I do remember earlier in the season, Georgia State was a pretty good football team. Yeah, they made a little ruckus. Uh, they were, I think they were undefeated through the first five or six weeks. They're now six and four. Um, they've lost their last three to Georgia Southern, James Madison, App State. All of those ending with the other team scoring 40 or plus. Um and so LSU might score 80. LSU is going to score at least 50. Um, <laughs> at least. I don't expect Jaden to play the fourth quarter. I expect I to be expect one of those games where... Either. Yeah, well, it depends. You never know. Depends how that defense is doing. If we have another grambling situation <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where they stick around for a whole quarter. Um, but, you know, the, I don't expect this game to be much of a look-into-it type of game. You know, yeah, you, never, you never want to blind yourself from an opponent, right, but... Yeah. Any given Saturday, just like any given Sunday. Yep. However, but, um, I do kind of think that this could be a good, like, warm-up type game looking forward to the week after, um, just a few days after Thanksgiving. Happy holidays, everybody. It's right mm-hmm. around the corner. Oh, can't wait. Um, I love Thanksgiving. But yeah, you know, the notable last game of the season. Every year. LSU versus A&M. Always, always a hard battle. Ends in a weird way. And you know what? I, I think... 
I can't be sure of this, but other than like the Natty year, I feel like every year the team who's supposed to win loses. Right. Every single season it feels that way. So that scares me this year. Um, A&M did fire Jimbo Fisher, so they'll be looking for a new head coach. Yeah, and then they beat Mississippi State by like 40. Yeah, and they fired... Well, rumor on that is that uh, the reason they fired Jimbo when they did is because if they fired him after the season and they just so happened to win their last two, they would have the same record they did for the past three seasons. Ah. So you, then it's hard to justify <laughs> firing him. So they got yeah. rid of him while they could. Yeah. Um, but also $76 million to go home. Um, he'll find another job somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's... Obviously, if you're making it even halfway successful in the SEC, you're a good coach. Yeah, he's he's going to find another job somewhere. He just, you know, he just didn't have it at A&M. A&M's going to be the premier job to have this offseason. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who they sign. If they do like an LSU did with Brian Kelly and sign away a guy who's been at his school for a really long time um, and somebody who they don't expect to move, do they get somebody who's maybe up and coming? Um, I've heard a lot about them stealing Washington's coach. Um because at A and M you're going to get better recruits. It's in the SEC, so you're going right. to get more national recognition. You got that oil money, so you're going to get all the money you need. Um, so I've heard a lot about them stealing Washington's coach. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put my money on it, but we'll see where that goes. Um, as far as who I want A and M to get, uh, it's a guy I hope gets fired this off season, uh, and that's Dennis Allen. <laughs> um, he he went to A and M. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Welcome home, maybe? Uh, no, I mean. No, uh, Tannehill will retire and go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Head coach, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> uh, but, no, moving on from the Tigers, um, I'm not even going to give a score prediction on them because it's going to be a 40-plus point win. Yeah, 63-7. Um, sure. You know what? I'll go um, 50, 56 to Two, they'll get a safety. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but no, moving on from the good, which was the LSU Tigers, to the the bad, which was the New Orleans Saints. Um, man, it's tough to watch them at this point. You never know what you're gonna get. The Saints truly are a box of chocolates. Um, but somehow all of the chocolates are just poop. Are just getting arrested in Kenner. <laughs> Yeah, that's, well, uh, yeah, so Michael Thomas in a legal situation, Chris Olave in a legal situation. One thing before we talk about this game, let's talk about Derek Carr um, and how he forces receivers to get arrested. Um, <laughs> Antonio Brown, Henry Ruggs, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, all arrested while playing with Derek playing Carr. Carr yeah. That is an all-star lineup of receivers um, that would dominate in the longest yard. Very true. Uh, so <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the game. Um, played the Minnesota Vikings. We made Josh Dobbs look like the pastronaut as he has the past few weeks. Running all over the place, passing all over the place, and uh, still no hair. Um, he, I mean... It was it was another one of those games that we've seen where one half of our team shows out for a half mm-hmm. and then disappears. And then the other half of the team gets better, but not better enough. It... It's an every week recipe of the Saints. It's one half starts off slow while the other side of the ball is like, dude, figure it out. And then they they switch jerseys at halftime. <laughs> like, it's it, it makes no sense yeah, to me. It's What's very going on? aggravating to watch. Down 24-3 to three at halftime. T. 
TJ Hawkinson was looking like prime Tony Gonzalez out there. Had like 11 like, catches on 15 targets for 150 yards and a touchdown. Like insane. Ridiculous game out of the tight end. Um TJ. And there was there was it seemed like there was nothing we could do about it. Our defense got off to a uh a very slow start. Picked it up after. Yeah, only allowed three points. Only in the allowed three half. points in the second half. Um, and you know, we had a QB change as well. Um, like Soundman's mention mentioning in the uh, in the chat here, sixty four yards at half from Derek Carr. When you have Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Alvin Kamara out the backfield, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Jawan Johnson, even Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. When you have names like that, how do you have 64 passing yards in a half? It's an interesting concept. Something's not adding up. Um, I love, like, in the offseason, I was like, yes, Derek Carr's, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a generational talent, but he's a big improvement on what we had. Exactly. And it just doesn't feel that way right now. Yeah. It's quite disappointing because, like you said, a lot of us were looking up towards this season. And, you know, I granted, I don't think it's just on Derek Carr. We've been talking about... What's up, Gary? Nice of you to, to tune in to us. Gary, um, uh, thank you again. He uh, came over for our turnaround from a different site on the... Or a different unit on site. Came help us out. Shout out, Gary. Appreciate you tuning in. But, yeah, like I was saying... Um, we've talked about it time and time again about the the coaching staff and the situation that it, they just don't look like they're meshing. Like even between Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael, they just don't look like they agree on anything. This team feels like a bunch of stuff thrown together that they hoped would work. Yeah, and it's just not. Yeah, it looks like they went out and got the players they needed to succeed, but then never decided to draw it, up a play. It, yeah, like it feels like it feels like in two K. When you make a bunch of trades and you get all the talent you think you need and you build this roster that looks good on paper, but you forgot to turn off team chemistry, so you just lose a bunch of games because you have like 13% on there. Like, that's exactly what this yeah. feels like. Um, and, you know, it's hard to sit here and blame one person, but we can blame everybody. Yeah. Derek Carr had 64 passing yards at half. That's a problem. O-line can't stay healthy. That's a problem. Dennis Allen can't coach. Problem. Pete Markle. Pete Markle. Markle. Pete Markle. Pete Carmichael. He deserve his real name. Yeah, Pete Carmichael can't call plays. Problem. A lot of problems. Wide receivers getting arrested. Problem. <laughs> problem. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Um, yeah. Defense not being able to stop a running quarterback. Problem. That's been a problem for years. That's been a problem though. for a really long time. <laughs> Even when we've had like top ten defenses, they're one. Their one kryptonite was always the running quarterback, mm-hmm. and Josh Dobbs showed that on Sunday. Um, we did get to witness the Jameis Winston experience. In all of its in somewhat every, glory. Every piece of Jameis Winston that you could ever imagine showed up in that game. I mean, we saw two beautiful... Mm, no, two, no. We weren't. saw two touchdowns. <laughs> one of them beautiful. One of them was a beautiful catch by Chris Olave. The other one was, was a literally 13-yard pass that went 49 yards through the air. And it was literally just a jump ball. Like, Oh, I don't know what, dude. He he saw that guy in the end zone, and he he was like, oh, I got to throw this ball. And then the safety was like, mm, no, you don't. 
Um, luckily, A.T. Perry made a fantastic yeah, shout catch. shout out to my off-season prediction that's not quite turning out. But he did, A.T. Perry did get his first touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. So, shout out. A.T. Perry um, had a beautiful catch in the end zone. Chris Olave had a touchdown. Um, I mean, Chris Olave had more receiving yards than Derek Carr threw for uh, with just Jameis Winston. So that's an interesting stat for you. Um, but we also got the Tampa Bay version of Jameis Winston, um, who threw two picks back-to-back drives, had a third one that got dropped. Um, yeah. And With the game on the line. Yeah. Two drives in a row, fourth quarter, both under, I think, six minutes. And he throws two picks. Like, dude, what are we doing, Jameis? <laughs> Um, that's just, you know, that's Jameis Winston. That's his game. You He's going to throw the ball. But you know what? We also scored 16 more points with Correct. him than we did with Derek Carr. So, at this point, who even knows what's going on with this team? Nobody. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. I simply do not. Um, all I know is that something needs to change. Um, it, it's frustrating to watch. We are sitting at 5-5, five and five, so we're at 500. Um, hey, we're in first still. Yeah, still in first technically. Not a good look. We're going on to a bye week. After the bye week, we'll be playing our most hated rival in the Atlanta Falcons, who I believe are second in the division. They are third. Third? Yep. Mm. Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay had, had a bye, bye week already. already, so they're four and five. Atlanta's four and six. Mm-hmm. You are correct. And then there's the lowly Panthers. <laughs> One and eight. Can't have it all. Um but you know, some, he ain't got eyebrows. He he don't. He really don't have eyebrows, yeah. that Um, and yet he could see perfectly fine over our defenders. Um, it, it's it's an interesting situation we've got in New Orleans, and I'm not super excited about what we've got going on. But it, you know, we've got to be fans anyway. Um, I'm gonna stick with them through the end. Uh, my greatest fear for this season is that we make the playoffs because we win the division and nothing changes because we make the playoffs. Um, So for me, that's like my worst case scenario is making the playoffs as a four seed because we win the division at eight and nine. Like that's just a, that's a bad look for the team because you're going to have this mindset where, oh, we made the playoffs, but also you're going to get beat by 20 in the first round at home. And then you're going to be like, oh, we made the playoffs. We can't fire our coach. And we're just going to repeat the same cycle next season, um, which breaks my heart. Yeah, I mean, not which we want, you want to see as a Saints fan. But as of now, it, it could end up like that. And don't get me wrong, I love winning the division. Yeah. It'll but look, not like this. It'll look great on paper if we see a division title, but it won't look great when we uh, when we ultimately lose. Yeah. So... This team has to step up. Somebody, it's hopefully this bye week does us good because we did have a lot of injuries as well. Michael Thomas went down. Marshawn Lattimore went down. Derek Carr did go down. Like this game seemed to be just bad off from the start. Nothing was going our way. Hopefully this bye week can get people healthy, and especially that O line. And yeah, definitely. And then get people in the building and understanding where we're at as a team and what we need to work on to get better. Um, that is my hope for the bye week. Um, we will talk about the Atlanta Falcons matchup, of course, next week whenever 
that game is coming up. Uh, don't want to talk about it now because we have too much time until then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never yeah. know what's going to happen. As for now, score prediction, I'll go Saints 3 by week 14. Mm, we're going to lose the bye week. I think it'll be a little bit closer. Um, it'll be decided within a Blake Groupie field goal. <laughs> um, so I'll go. That he will inevitably miss. I will go by <laughs> week nine, Saints 12. It'll be a full out field goal battle. <laughs> uh, just like we saw with the Raiders and the Jets on Sunday night. Um, yeah, we even saw um, Jets tight end play defense against his own receiver. Yeah, we did. On the final play of the game. Tyler Conklin, the conk. Uh, one of your favorite players of all time. Um, okay. <laughs> sure. You love him. Don't act like you don't. Okay. Um, we'll stick with it. We'll he, went up, he went up one-handed when Garrett Wilson was right there with the, like, he was like nine feet in the air. It looked like he was floating, and then conk was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, we good. We good. I don't want to win this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to come back if we win. Um, which he's eyeing a mid-December return, which off is a crazy. torn Achilles. If that man comes back in like week fourteen, week fifteen, after tearing his Achilles on the ninth snap of the game, wow, superhuman! Ayahuasca does it for you, I guess. Comeback player of the season in the same season that he went out. Hey, you know what they say? Words usually. Darn right. Um, man, what are we talking about? No clue. This has been an interesting. We don't have Rebo here, so it's we don't have anybody to make fun of. We're just like agreeing on right, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. We need we need Rebo back for good. Somebody to yell we need at. To take this chance to just talk about the Dolphins. Oh, we do, huh? Um, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, we'll talk about the Dolphins a little bit yeah. later. They, they they got some things going on. Well, well, I got some things going on. With the Dolphins. Oh. Hello. Don't, right. don't talk about it yet. Byron has not seen the news. Um, so we we will ignore that for now. But <laughs> we will we will talk about it. Um, this is going to be a shorter pod episode um, just because Saints are going on bye week, so it's hard not it's hard to talk about that. LSU's, LSU's playing, playing Georgia State. Um, Rebo's not here to rant about the Pelicans. We will mention them now, though. Um, they suck. Yep, we get to um, the ugly. And the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, this is the ugly. Um, the ugliest part about it is the injury report. Larry Nance, uh, I think he has a cracked rib, if I remember correctly. Uh, Herb Jones has been out the past few games. Uh, Zion has a wrap on his thumb. Um, let's see. Trey is still out. Jose is still out. Um, Najee made his return. So there's that. CJ, still out. Lung issue, punctured. I mean, it's just not good. It's simply not good right now. No, um, yeah. very bad outlook for the boys. However, you can always find something good in the bad. That good is tonight. They are playing right now. They are, and um, they're winning. They are winning, fourteen to eleven. Herb Jones did make his return. He is somehow leading us in scoring. Yikes! I'm thinking the same thing. Um, trying to figure out how Herb Jones is leading us in scoring. What a catfish. Um, but there's also some other good. Jordan Hawkins. Good. Most three-pointers made through the first ten games of a career. Yeah. Jordan Hawkins, great player. Hawkeye. Did I call it? Archery. I did. Mm, love the archery. I did call Jordan Hawkins. Uh, Reese gave me flowers on that. So, th- to, to get flowers from the basketball guy who normally hates everything I say, yeah. felt pretty good. 
Um, so, you know, the Pelicans got to figure it out, too. They're kind of like the Saints, where it's just like, dude, I don't even want to watch you anymore because you're, you're just not fun. Like, <laughs> last year, the Pelicans, even when we lost, it was fun to watch. At this point, it's not even fun yeah, to watch. we had Jose. Yeah. And Jose is fun. And so is Tramer. And they're both out. Can't have it. No. Can't have it. Injury report is... Our nemesis. Yeah. It's it's not good. Um, hopefully, we can bounce back soon. I mean, we can keep on repeating, uh, oh, when we get healthy, when we get healthy. And I've been the biggest... Yeah. I've been the biggest supporter of that theory. I'm the one who's been pushing it out there every single Tuesday night. Yeah. And but it's so tough because... We know what they're capable of. Yeah. But, but you know, also it gets to a point where, like, you can keep saying the same thing over and over, but if it never happens, there's no point in talking about it. Yeah. Insanity. We've been, exactly. And we've been winless over the past, like, five games, I think. I think we've lost five in a row. So, like, you can keep talking about health, 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 but somebody has to step up. And there's been a lot of trade rumors going around. Press yes. conference Zion had, he was like, I'm finding it hard to buy in right now. When a generational talent who you spent the number one pick on just four years ago is saying it's hard to buy in right now, not a good look for your team, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so trade rumors are swirling about with Zion. Um, you know, there's some certain advanced statistics that are coming out that makes Brandon Ingram look not so great, putting him in a bad light with plus-minus scores and defensive ratings, and it makes Brandon Ingram look like he's a selfish, offensive-minded player, which... I don't believe that to be true in my heart of hearts because I love Brandon Ingram, but that could be bias and just not recognizing the problem. Um, but everything just feels like it's not going right for the Pell so far. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we do have to mention that I know Rebo would be raving over if he were here is Willie Green's missing the game tonight, so James Borrego took over as head coach for the night. Um, so that could be a reason we're winning because Rebo thinks James Borrego is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um <laughs> So we will acknowledge James Borrego is our head coach tonight, and we're winning. So that's an interesting little interesting little fact. And Herb Jones is scoring. So Herb Jones is scoring. I don't think that has a lot to do with James Borrego. It might. But it could. It yeah. could. What, Reese would explain it in basketball terms about, like, cutting in off-ball screens and doing uh, triangle yeah. offense and player stuff. But I just I don't have it in me. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it's it's not a great time. To be a Louisiana sports fan, if unless you're like a Tulane fan, then you're having fun. Yeah, because they keep winning. Tulane's rocking. In fact, Michael Pratt, um, shout out to Michael Pratt, also announced as a finalist for the Davey O'Brien, just like Jaden Daniels. So two Louisiana quarterbacks up for the same award, uh, quarterback of the year. So great look for him. Um, great look for the you know, there's a few of the boys at the know who are big Tulane fans. So happy for them. Yeah. Um, couldn't be me, personally, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Good, bad, ugly, covered. Let's move into um, something I actually did pretty well on. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, please. Of course. Rebo's not here to hand it to me, even though he had it last week, and uh, he lost. So I am now the uh, Rhythm and Blues betting champion. Even if he won, it would have been vacated. Would have been vacated he wasn't here to because he wasn't here to, to fight for it. So it would have went vacant, and then second place would have taken it, which was still would have been me. Um, but I went three for four in my parlay, you know? Not bad. Best I've done in a long time. <laughs> uh, I've been on a the opposite of a heater. A cooler, some would say. Cool. Um, ice chest. An ice chest. So I ended up uh, going three for four. Um, my bets were Cardinals plus one and a half and the under 43. And then the Lions minus two and a half and the over 45. 
Uh, that one hit. The lines and the over hit. I think like 77 points got scored in that game or something. Uh, very high scoring affair. Um, so that was a that was a fun matchup between the Lions and the Chargers, and then my the the bet did hit. Um, I bet minus two and a half. They won by three, so that worked out perfectly for me. Um, and then Cardinals covered my spread because they ended up winning the game. However, I was wrong about the over under. I said under forty three. I think the final score was like the final total was like 47, 48. Like it was right above it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Shout out to Wayne. Um, but I ended up going three for four, so I ended up winning that one. How how'd your parlay go, man? Uh, not great. Yeah, uh, went one for four. Um, Ravens lost, which was not expected. Shocking. I mean, they were up early, like early in the game. I think they went up like seventeen to three or something. Yeah, like it was it looking was, good. It was looking great. <clears throat> um, I did hit on the Lions. I also took them minus two and a half. Yeah, you did. Missed on the Falcons minus one and a half. Uh, was a close game, so not really too upset about that one. Um, but Giants plus sixteen and a half. Giants suck. Yeah, I. Yeah, they do. They're very bad. I mean, Danny DeVito is their starting quarterback, and he still is with his parents. So <laughs> there's no winning in that matchup. Uh, Cowboys absolutely obliterated them. Um, it was quite embarrassing if you were a Giants fan, which thankfully I am not. Yeah. Moving on. Should we should we mention somebody who did hit their bets though? Oh yeah, yeah, we can talk about how Soundman won like eight hundred dollars. Again. Um it, I have three of his bets here and I'll mention all of them and of course they all hit because he's him. Uh I'll mention this one last actually because it's the most absurd. Uh so firstly, Sunday night football, Raiders in the under, uh Raiders money line under thirty five and a half, that hit. Uh, the final score ended up being a 28 total point with the Raiders winning, so he hits that. He then hit Broncos plus 7.5 and, and under 47.5 last night. Um, so, again, hits on a night game, uh, money line, over, under, sound man special. Um, sometimes he'll throw the spread the in there spread, if he's yeah. feeling frisky. <clears throat> um, but then this bet. This one really got under my skin. Three-leg parlay. Offensive touch, offensive touchdown, Cincinnati outcome of first drive. Offensive touchdown, San Francisco outcome of first drive. Offensive touchdown, Baltimore outcome of first drive. How did all three of those hit? <laughs> and he parlayed them on a I, bonus bet. I missed that one. A bonus bet. He parlays those three legs to get odds of plus 4240. <laughs> I've never bet something no, that high. The most in he's his ever life. had is 265 because <laughs> it's always 264 and he got plus 001 one time. And then this time he gets over 4000 odds and he nails it. Um and he hasn't given me a single penny, which I think is messed up. If it weren't for me, <laughs> Nothing would change in his life, but I still deserve a couple dollars. Um, but no, Soundman's Soundman's a great better, so maybe he'll yeah, drop listen, some knowledge on us before we listen to him finish our bets. Uh, Rebo Hustle did not give us his bet for this weekend because again, he's a BMC. monkey in a suit. Um, he's a what? BMC, a bitch made cat. Oh. On the record, bleep that one out. No editor. Editor yeah. that we don't have because we don't edit these videos. Editor, <laughs> oh, Joe, thanks. Um, but no, let's let's go ahead and move into our yeah. bets for this weekend. 
Um, I'm feeling good. We're all going to since, since I won, I will choose to go second. Okay. So, please. All right. Do me the favor. <clears throat> so, as y'all have maybe noticed, I've kind of been going either <clears throat> like a four-leg NFL parlay or a four-leg college football parlay. Um, it's been hit or miss. You know, I've, I've looked pretty good in some, maybe missed like one or two legs. Uh, even, you know, straight up just hit one. But I'm going to change it up. Supposedly hit it. We don't know <laughs> for sure. I, I I have the receipts. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to change it up. We'll go two for college, two for the NFL. Okay, here we go. Start off with college because it comes first. It Technically, yeah. Um, Utah versus Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Utah's ranked 16. Arizona's ranked 19. Close matchup. Yeah. Pac-12 matchup. Pac-12 defense optional in that conference. Always. Seen. Um, so I went with Utah's spread, which was minus one and a half. I do oh. think they'll win by probably a little more than that. We've seen them be extremely prolific, but we've also seen them not be. Yeah. I mean, they lost a game. Uh, I don't remember if it was Oregon, maybe, that they just got blown yeah, they out. Got blown out by Oregon. Um, and then last this past week against Washington – they're up 28-24 at halftime, and they just can't score in the second half. Um, and then they beat USC. Yeah. So we've seen them do everything. We've seen them lose big, win big, and then kind of stay right in the middle. So I, I think Utah at 16 is about a properly ranked team, though. I yeah, think that's about yeah. where they are. Yeah, I agree. I, I do expect them to, to have a, a big game this week. You know, they've kind of got – things haven't been clicking like they want them to. I think they'll find it this game, even though it's a little too late. But I so I took Utah minus one and a half, and the over, which was only at forty four and a half for a Pac twelve game, seems like free money to me. I like it. I I do like that. Thank you. As someone with the championship, you should like that. I like it. Just saying. Moving on, we'll go switch back over to the NFL. We have the Los Angeles Chargers playing in Lambeau, minus three. Not three and a half. Not two and a half. Three. Always good that you can get a push. Agreed. And then lastly, we have the Philadelphia Eagles playing in Arrowhead against the Chiefs at plus two and a half. I think I think the Eagles can win this game. I think they should win this game. Yeah. You have is this isn't the Chiefs we're used to seeing any I mean, granted you can never count out Mahomes. We've learned that by mm. counting out Mahomes. Correct. But I think this might be like a little revenge game from the Super Bowl. Might get yep. a little chippy. Yeah. Might see a it's Monday night, right? It's a Monday night game, I think. Yep, Monday, Monday night. That's that's a beautiful primetime game. Um, I agree. Monday night Super Bowl rematch in Arrowhead. That's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, looking forward to watching that one actually. Yeah. So what's what's the odds on that parlay? Um, combine those for plus eleven thirty one. Okay, that's, that's some one odds. one three one. That is some odds. Um. I'll go ahead and move into mine, and then Soundman did send his, so we'll we'll talk yeah, about we'll his as well. Uh, so mine, I I went with the same um, idea I did last week since it worked three for four for me. I'll, I'll go I'll go on this one again, and I'll I'll try my hand at it. I agree with your Chargers minus three on that. Uh, the Steelers just beat the Packers, and while I would love to talk bad about the Steelers, they're they've got a really good record. Yeah, they're not impressive. Uh, fun fact, they're the only team in NFL history through 10 weeks to never out yardage an opponent and still <laughs> be over 500. 
how are th- how do they have that many wins and never gain more yards than the opponent? Don't know. Defensive touchdowns probably a reason. Yeah, they, um, I think they've had like four or five. Yeah, I mean it, it. It they're they're winning games. Um, but we know the Packers are vulnerable. They're not a fantastic football team. Um, although they did beat the Saints, that's not saying much this season. Uh, the Chargers played a nail biter against the Lions, who, um, as you know, I have them going to the Super Bowl. So. We know how I feel about my Detroit Lions. Um, but the Chargers played them close. And if the Chargers only lose by three to the Lions, I think they'll beat the Packers by more than that. Um, I, I see the deficit being a lot more than yeah, that. I um, agree. So, so I'll take the Chargers minus three. Um, and then I went ahead and doubled down on that game um, and went with the over 43.5 on that. Um, I think the Chargers scored 38 points this past week. Um, the Lions defense, while not great, has made some improvements based on last season. Uh, the Packers defense is a better defense than I believe the Lions defense is. Um, but I don't think you're holding this Chargers team to under 28 um, with the way they were rolling last week. And then I, I, I trust that the Packers will put up about 17 um, on a Chargers defense that we know is also not too too fantastic. Um, so that, that would bring me over that 43 and a half mark. Uh, and then I moved on to a different game, uh, did the spread and the over on that one as well, which is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Carolina Panthers. Cowboys just smoked the Giants, um, and they're playing a team that's just as bad, if not worse, uh, in the Carolina Panthers. Cowboys minus 10.5 on that spread. I'm taking that. Um, 10.5 feels huge in an NFL game because you never know what can happen any given Sunday, like we say. Yep. But it's also the Cowboys, and it's the Panthers. So... Uh, I'm going to take what is one of the NFL's most inconsistent, but when they're great, they're great teams in the Dallas Cowboys against one of the worst teams in the league in the Carolina Panthers, minus seven and a half. Uh, and then the over in that matchup as well, 41 and a half. I could see another game out of the Cowboys where they score more than that on their own. Um, so I'm less confident in the over-under on this Cowboys game um, just because I could see a world where the Cowboys go up by 27 in the first half and then don't really score in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and the Panthers, you Tony know. Tony Pollard is allergic to the end zone. He is. Um, they, uh, he did go to the doctor and got like the uh, the test where you get, you get, you know. Yeah, right. They test your allergies. Yeah, he, just all over his arm, right? And he has no bumps anywhere. Just like looks perfect skin. And then you see one little bump and they're like, what's that? And he goes, oh, that's the goal line. And you're like, ah, happens. Um, I don't think he scored a touchdown since like week three. <laughs> like it's, it's disgusting. Um, but I'm going to take the over in the Cowboys matchup. I think they could score a lot on their own, and they they may want to keep proving themselves after losing games to, you know, the Niners and the Eagles. They're, they're kind of like the NFC's Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, just lose to the good teams. Um, so they'll keep proving themselves against the bad teams. Uh, so oh, I'll yeah. take I'll take Cowboys minus 10.5 and, and the over 41.5. Chargers minus 3, over 43.5. Odds on a four-leg is plus 839. 839. Uh, Dut, that is not a hot take at all. Oh, yeah, we hate. Uh, we hate every single one of we them. We hate the uh, in-season uh, tournament There's maybe courts. a couple that are okay. I think, like, the Celtics was decent because it was just green with the parquet in the it, middle. It wasn't too much. Uh-huh. A lot of these I are think, just too much. I think maybe the Warriors also may have had a good one. I don't remember. But, like, I feel like there's a couple of them that are just, like, it's a little... It's a little gaudy, but I can deal with it. The Pelicans one in particular, I am very much not a fan of. A purple court with a lime green stripe down the middle. Yeah. No thanks. Not a fan. Um, not, not my vibe. Uh, so I'm with you on that one, Dut. 
So that's our that's our bets, and then we'll we'll give Soundman's as well. Yep, I got it pulled up right here. Um, Go for it. So yeah, if you know, feeling frisky, like our bets, you're you're you know you're feeling good about them. Go ahead and bet them. Uh, but if you want to win money, bet Soundman's bets always. And Soundman is betting this week just a two leg parlay. Uh, same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday night, Ravens play the Bengals. Oh, that's going to be another great matchup. He's taking the Ravens spread at minus four. Ooh. Hmm. And the under, which is at 46. That's a really interesting bet. You know what you can combine those for? 264? 264. Wow, what do you know? <laughs> um, Really interesting bet out of sound, man. Um, Ravens have been very good this year. They're 7-3, leading their division. But they did just drop one to the Browns. Um. However, I feel like the Ravens always score like 30-plus points. So, for him to take the under of 46, now uh, it is very a, interesting. It is a Thursday night game, so short week. Usually that we've seen that, you know. Offenses are simplified. You score less points. Yes. Yeah. It's been like that for like the past two seasons, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Th- Thursday night games just aren't as high scoring as we've been used to. And we have to remember this is also a division matchup. Correct. Which they always feel like they're a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um and the Ravens do have a good defense um, most of the time. So it'll be interesting. Um, I, do I believe, think it's going to be a good game. I do believe T. Higgins is out, though. Yeah. Um, trust me, he's on one of my other fantasy teams. I know. Um, yeah, interesting bet, but either way, it'll be a great game. Um, yeah, I'm agree. really excited for that Ravens-Bengals game. I think I think whoever wins that game wins this, the division. I agree. Um, Bengals are 5-4. and four. So there's no telling. They just lost to the Texans. Who shout out to the Texans, by the way. CJ Stroud's an MVP candidate. Same team that lost to the Panthers. You're pissed. Uh, CJ Stroud MVP. Uh, Rebo. Why am I pissed? You're not pissed. Rebo Hustle Rebo's is because um, I said he was going to be a good quarterback, and Reese was like, "You can't say that because he was the second pick. You can't claim that the second pick's going to be a good quarterback. That's dumb." Okay, Reese. Whatever. Um, I was right. You were wrong. Aaron Rodgers part two. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game. Um, I'm excited. Looking for Thursday night. Uh, Thursday and Monday nights are eighty percent to the under. Yeah, you never prime know what can happen in that twenty percent. Looked like a prime time game. No, last night was even an ugly matchup. And to be fair, we knew it was gonna be ugly, but it was ugly in a different way than we thought. Like, I thought it was gonna be ugly in the sense that it was like the Bills pummeling a bad team. But as it turns out, the Bills are the bad team. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, they even fired their uh, offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, yep. which uh, look for Ken Dorsey to be the next Texas A&M head coach. Um, or the next Saints offensive coordinator. No shot. <laughs> We're not that smart. We'll, we'll get Glenn Dorsey instead. G-L-E-N. Uh, anyway. Sean <laughs> Payton glasses were ugly. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I didn't watch the game, but I'll go for it. The Broncos have just beat the Bills and the Chiefs. Dude. <laughs> Are the Broncos low-key good now? Like, what happened? They took that that ass-whooping by Miami to heart. Dude, I don't know what happened, but the Broncos are all of a sudden, like, good at football. Um, Very interesting um, turn of events in Denver, um, who I think they were, like, two and five at one point, and now they might have won three in a row. I think they did. So, shout-out to the Broncos and uh, Sean Payton. Um, However, I wish they would keep losing so we get a better pick because we do get that pick. We do get their pick, yeah. Um, Anyway... That has been our, our betting segment, Rhythm and Blues and Mustang. And the lettuce. Excuse me. Rhythm and Blues and the lettuce. 
Uh, speaking about the lettuce, speaking about rhythm and blues, let's talk some fantasy football. Okay. The fantasy five. Yeah, well, we'll you, talk about fantasy been, football. You've been five or more aching to, to mention something. Well, that because that's because uh, the rhythm and blues and the Buffalo Soldiers made a trade today. In house. In, uh, yeah. Um, OTD with OTD's biggest fan made made a trade today and you you said you 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 didn't hear about no, it. No, I didn't I didn't I didn't see it. So so we made a trade. Um for for context here, um our team won this week because Buffalo's defense couldn't stop Denver. Um we got lucky, won the matchup by two and a half points. Wow. Um we scored the second most points in the league and only won by two and a half points. We're getting really tired of scoring a bunch of points and not winning or scoring a bunch of points and barely winning. Um, so we tried to fix that by getting a running back too. Um, so our situation was, um, oh, gotta go make chemicals, make a living, man, get your money, even though you don't need it cause you win every bet. Um, so, so our situation for that was our situation for that was a uh, Miles Sanders and Kareem Hunt. We were always trying to decide who to start at running back two, which is not a good situation to be in because while Kareem Hunt's a good player. He's too touchdown dependent, in our opinion. We don't want to depend on somebody who has to score a touchdown to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I feel like in this league, you gotta in, in this fantasy league, you gotta depend on more than just eight to ten points out of your running back too. Like that's just not gonna do it. Um, so so you gotta you gotta you gotta make a move where you see one to be made. Um, and we had two top three fantasy wide receivers, AJ Brown and Keenan Allen. So we decided to move on from one of them. Uh, we also had two top five fantasy tight ends and Sam Laporta and George Kittle. And in order to get that running back too, sometimes you got to make some moves. Uh, so we moved Keenan Allen and George Kittle to get Jalen Waddell, who is on one of the highest scoring yeah, oh offenses yeah. in the league. Um, he's been battling through some injury, but when he's not injured, he's a very consistent 14 to 17 yeah. points, which... I mean, it's it's hard not to be when Tyreek Hill's on your team, and they're very much worried about him. Yeah, and I mean, he's Offensive Player of the Year level player. Um, so Jalen Waddle, even though he, I think he's been out like two games and had a bye week, he's still a top 34 wide receiver, which is a wide receiver three, um, which we still have Jordan Addison on the bench, so we can even, you know, continue to play matchup there. Addison's, even with Josh Dobbs, he's been a pretty decent play in yeah. fantasy. Um, so we decided to get Jalen Waddle to replace Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, you know, of course, had 40 points this week, so you're not going to replace him. Um, but with A.J. Brown, we feel safe at wide receiver to where we can play a wide receiver, too. And we needed a running back, too. So we got Rashad White, Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back, um, who's having a fantastic season, top eight fantasy running back this season. Um, I think the past three weeks he's put up 25-plus. Um, and, you know, when you do the, – the math for us was – would we rather have two superstar wide receivers and not have a running back two to where Miles Sanders is scoring three points every week yeah, or Kareem Hunt scoring he's been being outworked by Chubba sure, Hubbard? Yeah, I mean, Miles Sanders scores three, Kareem Hunt scores eight or nine. Like that's going to lose you a week. I don't think fifteen from Jalen Waddle is going to lose this week. Um, even though Keenan Allen has a much higher ceiling, I like the floor of Jalen Waddle. And then we needed that running back, too, so we went ahead and got Rashad White. And then also, George Kittle was never starting for us because we have Sam Laporta. So that's a bench piece that, while valuable to any team that has him, we felt like we could move on. So mm-hmm. we ended up getting Rashad White and Jalen Waddle for Keenan Allen and George Kittle. 
Um, name recognition wise, it sounds like he beat the crap out of us. Ceiling wise, he probably did beat the crap out of us. Um, but as a team who's seven and three in third place in the league, I think it was important for us to make a move that made us feel safe to where we could get enough points to win every week. And I think Rashad White and Jalen Waddle is going to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at it, I think both of you filled some needs. So I think it was a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he was looking for a tight end, and he has Jamar Chase at wide receiver, and was kind of balancing between um, Jalen Waddle and I forgot who else. Um, if you're still in the chat, let us know who that, that third wide receiver is that you have. But he was looking for somebody to sit next to Jamar Chase where he could have that superstar wide receiver combo like we do, um, and then somebody to bring some some solid play at the tight end position. So, you know, I think us and Dutt were both self-aware enough to realize that we're both very good teams who want to be great. Um, and we both have the chance to make the playoffs this year. And if the season ended right now, we'd both be in the dance. So we decided to help each other out in ways that we saw fit. So uh, glad we could get a deal done. Uh, the Rhythm and Blues were very happy to oblige yeah. when the Buffalo Soldiers decided to restart some trade talks that we had asked for earlier in the season. Um, so this may be the first time Rhythm and Blues sees the playoffs in the uh, – the League of Extraordinary Gents. Is that it? No. Nope, that's a different league. <laughs> what league is this School one called? School of Mullets. School of Mullets. The School of Mullets. Uh, this will be the, the... We're looking for the first time Rhythm and Blues will make an appearance in the playoffs, and only our third season. This is only our third year in here, and both seasons we have finished one game out of the playoffs so far. Um, so we're looking to make that final push to go ahead and get in the dance, because, hey, you never know what can happen once you're in the dance. Very true. The Lettuce. Um... You know, we had about the week that I was expecting. Actually, I'll even go as far as to say we performed better than I expected. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to win this week. Playing Soundman does have a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. He's sitting at 500, 5-5. Five five. Yeah. I, um, however, the Lettuce had neither of their two starting running backs play <laughs> this week. Uh, DeAndre Swift on a bye and Damian Pierce unable to play due to injury. You've had the worst running back luck I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and it's an unlucky season, but you know, we're still my guys are performing. They're they're still fighting. It's not enough to get over that <laughs> edge sometimes. Lost by like ten points this week. Yeah. However, Zeke and Tajay Spears, who were starting running backs <laughs> this right. week, both scored fourteen points. There you go. And honestly at this point, although you're you know, you're kinda out of the running of the playoffs, um, I think I think you should just play upset every week. I think every week you play somebody, Absolutely. you should you should just ruin their hopes and dreams. That's the plan. Please I do. I can still sneak in. A lot of the, a lot of the the middle of the pack is very middle of the pack. The I feel like there's like five teams and six make the playoffs. I feel like the top five teams, who's you know us, Dut, Paul, Jack, and Alex. Us five, I think we're all seven and three or better, um, and we've kind of been good all season. Um, and then that middle of the pack where it's like Soundman, you, Phil, like Dante, like just all. Dante's actually, I think he's second to last. Oh, is he? Yeah, I'm playing him next week. Oh, uh, well, um, my point was going to be that they're all like three to five win teams where it's oh, like yeah. if something, if you start rolling, you start rolling. And then you have the brothers, the Danton brothers, who <laughs> suck. Um, I think they have two wins combined. Um, so. I love that the Dantons, other than Dutt, suck at fantasy football. It makes me happy. Um, 
But <laughs> let's I, figure it out. Last No Mo, I believe, is second to last. No, he's last. Oh, okay. Last No Mo is last. He's last. Um, last yeah, still. The Danton brothers are both two and eight. Yeah, I mean, just what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, but you never know what can happen in the school of mullet. So we'll see where that season takes us. Uh, big news in that Dynasty Sleeper League that we talk about every week, though. You are now the only one loss team. Yeah, and guess who I just demolished this week? Clown car? No. No? Someone who's wearing a suit right now. Oh, monkey boy. Um, the mouse cookies prevail. The mouse cookies do prevail. You are the only one lost team because I scored the second most points in the league and lost. Uh, I scored like 235 and still lost. Um, very, wow. very not fun uh, scoring the second most points in the league and not winning your matchup. Um, I guess that's what happens when your DB gives you zero points. Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petre gave me zero points. If I would have started Jaquan Brisker, I would have won by 20. Um, <laughs> so, you know, whatever happens, happens. But still looking to make this final run, and who knows? May win in multiple leagues this year. Um, that would be a, that would be a fun time to win in a couple leagues, um, rack up the bank account uh, due to fantasy football, uh, something I love and uh, seem to be pretty decent at, uh, which is always a fun combination. No doubt. So we talked about the good, the bad, the ugly. We talked about some bets. We talked about some fantasy football. Is there anything else we should talk about on this episode of Off the Dome? Nothing comes to mind. Yeah. Other than the fact that Rebo Hustle still stinks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Dome Sports Podcast. We want to thank you for watching in. We want to thank you for listening in if you're on Spotify. Uh, Follow us on the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, off the underscore dome pod. Follow the boys at B in the know at B in the K N E A U X. The only way to spell it, B in the know. Um, follow all the podcasts associated with the know. Got who effing knows. We got talking that yeah. We got uh, uh, baseball pod. We got the squeeze. We got uh, Pell's Press. Tons of content Tons over of content. there. Good content. Uh, website, too. podcasts. Make sure you follow everybody on. X, um, because everybody's always on it, mm-hmm. and they putting out some up. funny stuff. <laughs> they um, blow up X, and I, I love seeing all our behind the scenes stuff when we're talking to each other too, because we have some really good conversation that ends up leaking out, like not leaking out, but like finding its way onto social media, and then uh, the public gets to react to what we're saying behind the scenes. So it's it's just a fun thing um, for a bunch of people who love the teams that they they focus on to be able to talk about them. Uh, so really appreciative of the network over there and everybody we we've getting to. Uh, interact with um, so make sure to follow at be in the know make sure to follow off the dome uh, off the underscore dome pod and then of course listen to us on YouTube and Spotify Woo. the Spotify the Spotify indeed and this has been the off the dome sports podcast I am Redfish I'm Mustang and we will see you next time